Andrew. I'm Josh. And tonight we are going to do uh, kind of an interesting off-topic uh, Josh came up with. Uh, we are going to talk about the technology of our youth. Uh, that is a very, very wide range of items because we grew up in late 90s, early aughts, and a lot of the technology we're using now is old, you know, is from stuff that we use as kids. Uh, before, <coughs> excuse me, battling uh, cold still. I'm going to be dying probably. I don't think so, but hopefully not. Um, before we talk about that, my inevitable death, uh, let's talk about some video games. And I'm going to start off by going real quick because I haven't done much. Um, I have been still hacking away a little bit at Minish Cap. I'm on my way to the second dungeon. Uh, I've had to look up a guide because it kind of started to get a little uh, not smart enough to go where I'm going and all the hidden secrets of things you have to do, like watering the plant to get up the side of a uh, give the side of a mountain that I would have never thought of doing, but it's there. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of that tonight and kind of maybe put it down for the weekend because this weekend, Diablo 4 Beta, I'm playing that. But before nice. uh, we, 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 we give each other, give everybody a PSA, if you want to do it, you have to order on the KFC app. That is who is offering some free codes. It doesn't have to be the double down. Don't get that. That is a fucking, I didn't even get, I didn't need to, disgusting. You do, there's a handful of other sandwiches you can get that are eligible for the Diablo for access code. If you download the app, you'll see all the offers. Um, you have to do it with delivery though, which is kind of stupid, whatever. I'll eat the cost a little bit. Um, but th- that's, that's how you get access to it. I'm going to be doing that tomorrow because I want to play some Diablo. I'm really excited. Alex, Alex, if the double down is too big, could you order a single down? <laughs> uh, a chicken with bacon and cheese on it. You know what? It's better than two large pieces of chicken as bread <laughs> because that's not a sandwich. That's just a lie. So, so that's, that's, I don't know what that is, but it is awful. Don't ever get it. Don't ever look at it because if you look at it, you're going to feel like you are really bad about yourself. Um, holy shit. What if you really want to go in for it and you want to triple down? Uh, triple down, triple down. Uh, that is uh, that is uh, that is chicken, uh, uh, chicken, cheese, bacon, chicken, cheese, cheese bacon, bacon, chicken. bacon, chicken. Oh my god! <laughs> triple decker bus of chicken and cheese and bacon. Either oh! have you, either have you seen the movie The Whale? Uh, no, <laughs> oh but <laughs> so uh, I remember when they first did the double down sound, probably a decade or maybe more ago when they first introduced this thing. And I remember getting it when it came out, and I don't even think I finished it because I was like, I This is, couldn't this even is eat a insane. Head. I ate like two bites, two bites. Yeah. I can't do this, this is so bad. Um, but I, I can't wait to do that. Uh, and I played a little bit more Hogwarts, uh, I finally got the hippogriff. And then I haven't done anything else really with it. Um, yeah, that's all I've been doing. Andrew. Yes. Um, you? I'm kind of in the similar boat as you. Um, been playing a little bit more Call of Duty with my friends and kind of chipping away at, at Far Cry 6. But other than that, I'm just kind of in a, a holding pattern until Resident Evil 4 comes out next week. Okay. So that's kind of just what I'm waiting for. Have you uh have you thought have you considered downloading a demo and playing it? Uh I actually did download it and okay. I played about two minutes of it. It was like, nope, I'm good. I'm I know it's gonna be great. I don't need to play this demo. Nope, but he's telling himself he's lying to you on, on this airwaves, people. He's thinking it sucks dick. 
and he already doesn't want to play. <laughs> he was two minutes in, like, um, fuck these chainsaw yeah. guys. I'm done. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of where I'm at because I, I didn't download it because I'm like, I already know I want to play this game, so I don't I don't need to yep. to play the demo for it. Yeah. Uh, anything but, else you've been playing? Mm, nope, that's about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Josh, uh, for me, I playing some more Borderlands Three. I finished the DLC that I was playing. Um, the um, what was that DLC called? Um, it was the it was the something in the tentacle, love and tentacles or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it love guns and tentacles? I think. It was okay, called? I just missed um, a word. There we go. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's at the end of the end of the DLC. Spoiler alert: There's a gay wedding. Um, so, but I mean, it's, it, it doesn't even matter. They're a gay, you know, there's just two characters in the game. Um, and it's, you know, it was, it was really fun. You know, I thought the, uh, I thought the boss battle, it was, uh, definitely was not one of the more difficult Borderlands bosses. Um, so I was able to get through it in the first try, uh, which, which I'm very happy because I'm at, at the point where I have like, I have like 70, 70 million dollars and if I die I lose like I lose like ten million dollars at a time when I die and I'm like Jesus so, okay. so whenever I die I'm like no damn I I uh, I just lost all the money I invested in that bank in California. <laughs> um, so um it's uh, I'm I'll I'll go on to the next DLC at some point. Um I might I might, you know, I might even stop for right now just because I, I kind of feel like I got my Borderlands fixed, and so I might go back to it at some point in the future. Um, and then, so I have been going through some my, uh, some of my uh, like PS3 games, uh, cleaning up the cases because I'm going to be displaying them soon on some custom uh, bookshelves I'm, I'm getting. Um, and so I'm I'm going through. I'm like, man, there's a bunch of PS3 games that are on my bucket list that I want to play. And so uh, one of them that are on Seth's bucket list is called Spec Ops The Line. Ooh, um, Spec Ops so, The Line, okay. So I, I took that uh, out of my collection and I popped that some bitch in my PS3. Um, and I have been playing that. Uh, I am on Chapter 7 right now. I want to say I'm probably three three hours into it. I don't think it's a super long game. I think it, I think the campaign could probably be finished in probably like 10 hours or so. Um but it's uh it's so far it's really good. I've heard a lot of things about the story that it's uh some people say it's one of the best stories ever in a shooter, just because it has a really you know uh surprising twist toward the end of the game, um and it's I mean it's pretty much your standard third person shooter. It's 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 almost like a Gears of War except there's no diving and stuff like that. Um and then the main character is voiced by Nolan North, so it really just oh is it like really playing, yeah it really just oh, sounds like cool. I'm playing as uh, Nathan Drake. Okay. Well, um, and Nathan then, Drake did murder six million people. So yeah, that, that's, that's about right. Yeah, that's you, true. Haven't you played and beaten this game, Josh? No. So I okay. I played on I played on 360 many many years ago. I want to say maybe in like 20, maybe the year it came out in 2012 or or maybe in 2013. And I and I only got to like chapter four or five. Um, so I'm actually further now than I than I've ever been in the game. Okay. And uh, so. For the for my PS3, I I have a couple Sony official Sony PS3 controllers, uh, DualShock threes, um, but they have they have some issues to whenever I use them. Uh, sometimes button prompts, uh, like for example, if I use a D, the D pad and say like press right in the D pad, it'll think I'm pressing up or down instead, 
Or oh, okay. If I if I press a face button, like say X, sometimes I might think I'm pressing circle or square, and so it's really annoying. So I don't, I don't, and, and one of the controllers is worse than the other, but they both have the issue. So I don't really like using them. So I I have this third party, and I don't remember the brand name of it, but I have this third party controller for PS3 that I use, and I was playing Spec Ops Line with it. I'm like, this is dog shit because the sticks are so stiff. Um, uh, in, in normally I really like stiff sticks, but in this instance, uh, <laughs> in this instance, uh, I, I, I do not like them and it just aiming was really tough. It just was not precision aiming. So I'm like, you know, I know that you can use PS4 DualShock 4 controllers on PS3. And so what you have to do is you have to turn on the Bluetooth pairing on a PS4 controller and you can pair it to a PS3. And then you can use it. However, there are some caveats. There are some trade-offs. When you use a PS4 controller and a PS3, it registers as a generic Bluetooth controller. So there's two things you don't get. Number one, you do not get PlayStation button functionality. So if you press the PlayStation button on the PS4 controller, nothing happens. You can't go to the PlayStation 3 menu or anything. Uh, and then the other, the other trade-off is there's no rumble either. Uh, but I'm like, if I'm playing a shooter, I care more about precision aiming than I care about fucking rumble in my hands. Um, sure. And so I, I started using Dual, uh, DualShock 4 and like, oh my God, it is nine days so much better. And then uh, w- when I need to go to the PS3 menu to to close the game out, I just turn on that third-party controller and use that just to, just to go out of the game. Um, but but yeah, if you know if uh, if you guys are ever trying to get a good controller for PS3, because let me tell you, PS3 controllers uh, to get them in good condition or even brand new, they are becoming expensive. Uh, just because Sony doesn't make them anymore and they're harder to come by. Um, but I don't know what PS3 game I would go to next. I have a cavalcade of titles I could choose from. Um, so uh, please stay tuned for my PlayStation 3 adventures. Please be excited for my PlayStation 3 adventure. Um, and that's all I've been playing right now. I did see that there is a, um, uh, I think it'll probably be in the news, but there's a uh, patch for Far Cry 5. And so oh. I'm like, I might, I might, uh, I might try that game again. Uh, I was not going to discuss that. It's just a, oh. a patch okay. that adds higher resolution in 60 frames. So. Yeah, so it's um it, it does not uh it's not like a different skew. For example, if you go to on PS5, you're not downloading a PS5 game. It's just a PS4 game that got an update to run at 60 frames a second. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I so. always see those all over like the PSN extra, and I've never really played any of them. I mean, maybe if I get bored and I want to blow some stuff up, I might end up checking those out. But I don't really uh I don't really have like an interest to play the Far Cry games all that much. I, don't really I mean, know why. Th- they're good. Just like I just want to play this to waste time because there's nothing better to play right now. Yeah, like that's that's basically yeah. what I would get out of it. Just like, hey, yeah, uh, I'm here to just yes. Yeah, so maybe I'll check that out. But <clears throat> and uh, that is all I have been playing. You know, a quick quick shout out though, something I have not <laughs> been playing but watching. Um, I don't think Andrew's ever watched, but uh, Alex, have you ever watched? There's a uh, Star Wars CGI animated show on Disney Plus. It is called Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Have you ever watched it? Uh, no, I know what The Bad Batch is, but no, I have not watched it. But everybody that has watched it says it's incredible. 
Yeah, so I'm watching season two right now, and I'm about, I don't know how many episodes we're going to have, because they had 12 episodes in season one. Right now, they've had 13 come out so far, so I don't know how long the second season is. But I, I am nine, no, eight episodes through the second season so far. And it is it is really great. Um, it is just some, you know, just really good Star Wars action. And man, they have um, one thing that I really love about the show that you just don't get to see very often is what uh, daily life was in the Empire for someone like, like some of the senators and stuff. That because when episode four started, uh, they did a whole thing of the Emperor just dissolved the Senate. And so they didn't have any senators, uh, but for this, it's uh, it's it's really cool to see you know what life was like. And then uh, at the end of the most recent episode, I just watched uh, Palpatine showed up, and it is this, it's so interesting to see him be like, well, he's you know he's he's the Sith Lord now, but he's kind of uh, he's moonlighting as the Emperor, and then when he shows up, people don't know he's a Sith Lord, but he's clearly fucking evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going through the first season? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. No, I um I, I watched the first season back you know, like 2020, I think it was when it was uh okay. when it came out, or no 2021 when it came out, and then now I'm watching the second. God, it was that long ago. Yeah, I think I think I think it was the end of 2021 when the last episode mm-hmm. for season one okay. came out, and then now how would you rank this in uh? Uh, as compared to Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, you know, it's really tough because there's different phases of Clone Wars that some is really good and some is really bad. And I would say the same thing with Rebels. Um, the the beginning of Rebels isn't that great, but then the last two seasons of Rebels is fucking you know really good. Oh. Um, but I would rank this as like it. I would I would say it's definitely up there with um with some of the best that Clone Wars and Rebels had to offer. Um, now, there's not much, there's really not much Jedi action, because obviously most of the Jedi are dead. But, I mean, it's... Uh, Alex, have you ever read any of the... Uh, I'm not to really go off on tangent, and I won't, but just... And um, there was some uh, Star Wars... Um, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando books. Did you ever read, uh, read any I of those? Ha- um, fuck do you know what the name of their subtitles were? Does that make does that what I'm looking for? Subtitles? Well, yeah, there's like one was like True Colors, another one was like uh, um, I want to say yes. That's that's the only one I can, I can remember off the top of my head. But oh, those uh, those books are all about having a squad, a really small squad of uh, commandos who were almost like a family, and they had different personalities, and that's kind of like what they show is you had the Bad Batch, and they're you know. They either are clones, but they all look different. They all have different personalities, and then you really come to really like these characters, and they they all have different uh, different things they bring to the table. So, so the books are called uh, the first one is Hard Contact, then Triple Zero, True Colors. I've read Hard Contact, and I think I've okay. read Triple Zero. I know I've read Hard Contact because I used to have that. Uh, um, but yeah, some some of the, some of the best Star Wars books I think anyone could ever read. They're just uh, they do really good at delving in the in the camaraderie of the of the clone troopers and and how they were really you know individual people um, and how they had their own personalities. Nice. I, I that's something I'm gonna watch after I start <clears throat> after I catch up with uh, after I finish The Last of Us. 
And after I watch the next couple of Mandalorians, I do want to watch the Bad Batch. Um, and, and yeah, real quick, I'll mention uh, I'm, I finally got back in track and I'm watching more of The Last of Us since the season is not over with. Um, I watched episode three last night uh, with, uh, with Trisha. And uh, so it was definitely, uh, the episode was more emotional than I thought it was going to make yeah. me feel. Um, now, I, once the episode was over with, I looked at Trisha and said, what do you think? And she goes, it was a really good episode, really good writing. But, and she goes, I have to ask, what was the point of that episode? And I told her, I was like, the answer is there was no point in the episode. It did not forward the plot. There's no, but that doesn't mean it didn't have a right to exist. I think it was a great episode. It was great television. But again, I don't think, I think the, I think that's the season of Last of Us would have still been really amazing with or without that, that episode. I, so I disagree in the, in the way that like, so at the end of it, when they go find a note, when Joel reads the note, he is now all in on helping Ellie until he reads that note. So had Bill and Frank not gone with they not did went through what they did and left that note for Joel, there might have been a completely different outcome. Now you could say, well, then they didn't need to show everything with Frank and Bill. He could have just found a note, but then it, it it makes it more emotionally impactful knowing what Bill went through trying to save Frank. And yeah. so I I think it was important to have that episode, um, but. But this kind of—I was really hoping, Alex, that you were gonna finish it because I was just about to tell you, "Hey, what do you think of the last, last episode?" But um, I've uh, I've been slacking on stuff, but I've been waiting for it to finish up so I can just watch the next three because I did yeah. I did three through six and I would like like watching it back. Then. Okay, I, I wanted to yeah. do it again, so I'm gonna actually do it this weekend. I might do it yeah. tonight. But <clears throat> um, I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian season three. Really cool episode. Uh, it very fun and interesting, and uh, I like it. So as someone that so I never watched season two, um, because uh, I wasn't really super into Mandalorian, and then I watched season one while season two was going, and I remember getting on Discord one night when the season finale came out, and my friends were watching, and I hopped on, and I saw like Luke and then like the the fake Luke Skywalker and stuff with with Grogu. And I was like, well, since I already saw the ending, I feel like I don't even need to watch season two. So I just never watched it. Um, okay, that makes sense. Is you think it's still worth it to watch it? Um, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's not necessarily like it. Don't get me wrong; it's it's good. You know, it's good content to watch. But I would say it would be more beneficial for you to watch. I think episodes five through seven. Either four, it there's like there's like two or three episodes in the book of Boba Fett that I think are necessary. Oh, I watched watch. all those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I think I think yeah. you're probably good then. If like you don't have to watch season two if if it's not, you know. But then if, I don't know don't anything that's go. I don't know anything that's really going on with the with the dark or uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character then. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's Moff Gideon was captured by the New Republic. Um, he is in an undisclosed location. They'll probably reveal more shit with that some, at some point. Um, and okay. then uh, all you need to know about the Dark Saber, because first of all, uh, the Dark Saber, a lot of the backstory comes from the Clone Wars and the Rebels. Um, I mean, so... I know, I know what it is from like watching stuff with you, but okay. So basically, just yeah. think of it as like uh, it's it's the kind of sword that when you have it, you're like the leader, and everyone wants it, but no one can take it from you unless they fight you and they beat you in battle. 
Okay. So, uh, so Din Djarin does not want the responsibility. However, he cannot give away the responsibility unless someone fights him and kills him for it. Uh, now, I actually don't know if they have to kill him for it. They might just have to like defeat him in battle. But Could they just uh, fight and he'd be like, "Here, you can have it." No, because then there would be no. Honor. <laughs> there, there would be no. Honor That's amazing. Because yeah, because he. He he tried to do that with one of the other Mandalorian, uh, I think Bo Katan. Uh, she he's like, here, take it, and she's like, no, I have to fight you. And he's like, all right, you fought me here, now take it. And she's like, no. <laughs> okay. That's funny, though. Yeah. So think um, think about think of having a dark as you're the fucking Highlander, and now he's like the he's like the Mandalorian, you know, in charge. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about uh, what we've been watching, uh, so Alex at work, um, we basically a part of a major part of my job went away. Like we're not doing that part of the job anymore, and so I have a lot of extra time on my on my hands at work lately. Like today, I think I answered one call, and I helped my coworker clean stuff for maybe twenty minutes, and then like, the rest yeah. of my shift was just sitting there watching YouTube or whatever for the whole day. Um, so I have been going back and just catching up majorly on old episodes or old seasons of Survivor. <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay. So what year of Survivor are you currently watching? Uh, so I started, time? so a couple of my friends are huge, like fucking Survivor fans. And so I, I went to Eric and Danny and we're like, hey, what are the best? Give me like some of the best fucking seasons of Survivor. And so Eric was like, easy, 18, 19, and 20. He's like, start there. So I started with 18, and I watched that. I watched 19, and I'm like halfway through 20, and I've done all that in like a week and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Maybe two weeks. Uh... Uh, but, man, I'm, I'm just so addicted to Survivor right now. Um, <laughs> and I never thought I would have said that. If you would have asked me like a year and a half, two years ago, like, Andrew, you're gonna be really addicted to Survivor. I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? This show sucks." But oh my god, man, the, the challenges, just the the way you have to interact with people, just the the double crossing or how you have to work with each other. I'm like, this show is so good, and you get really attached to, to some of the characters. Um, but yeah, it's just just so fun to watch. But so that's uh what I've been doing lately. Fucking Survivor, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something, man. Uh, that's uh, that's something. That's right, huh? mm-hmm. I'm yeah, gonna, that's, I'm gonna that's go... something. Have you ever tried watching Survivor? Or... Have you ever tried watching Survivor? No. Well, I think I've watched. Hey, Cody, have you ever watched Survivor? Yeah. Have you ever watched Survivor? Okay. Here's a little brother's obsession. I, I like besides that, all of you three. I don't think anyone's ever talked to you about Survivor. Man, it would have been great why. if you like no, and whoever watches are dorks. I thought he was going to say no, you're fucking idiots. Like, oh, you're not wrong. It is pretty dumb. <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, isn't, when there, I... isn't there isn't there like an ex athlete Survivor like something like that? Uh, I mean, there's seasons where they have like a bunch. You know, I mean, where they have like ex or former athletes. But there's Usually not every... one, there's not one specifically where it's like, oh, these are all ex sport people uh there might be i mean there's they're on season 44 survivors so there's so many that i have not watched that there very well could be a season that does that so 
Dude, they're um, getting up there and like, you know, fucking like, you know, like they're already like, past Simpsons territory. Well, that and they're getting up there with like, you know, like porn title territory because you know there's like a <laughs> like a like a down and dirty sixty seven. Yeah, which, which means but, that there's been like sixty six other down and dirty movies. So, uh, they do two seasons of Survivor a year. So even though they're oh at forty four, that means they've been doing it for twenty two years. Yeah, years. Yeah, oh and it's the it's God. the same guy. Jeff Probst is the it's the same host. That's still the same fucking dude, really. Still the same fucking Holy dude. Holy fucking yep. Moses, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. But. But yeah, it, it was funny when I first heard my uh, I got on Discord what like year and a half, however long it was ago, and they're watching something. I was like, "What are you guys watching?" And they're like, "Oh, we're watching Survivor." I thought they were joking at first. I was like, "What? <laughs> like Survivor?" I was like, "What?" Like I found out they're all like Survivor nerds. I'm like, "Like what?" And then I started watching it with them. I was like, "Wait a second, this is pretty fucking good." It's like, oh, I can get into this. Like, this is good. Like, <laughs> I can get into this. <laughs> like, man, I would, I don't think I could handle it, but I would love just like, you're out there with like a group of people competing in this like physical challenge that some of these challenges look fucking fun. Now, I wouldn't want to like actually live out in the jungle for fucking 30, whatever, however, however many days they do it. But, um, but it's, it's just, it looks fun. It's like, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's okay. uh how I've been spending my last couple of weeks. Okay. Well uh Okay, well if we're got nothing else to talk about, we've been playing and or watching. Let's get to some uh let's get to some news. I know there's not much because there really isn't anything. No, like not a lot of huge <laughs> stuff. Um <laughs> I mean there's been some some minor developments in the the whole Activision Microsoft stuff, and uh, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. No, just, fuck it, I don't want to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, is week. Microsoft making some some new deal, some new ten year deals with people? They're giving. Yeah, dude, they called me. They called me the other day and was like, "Hey, do you want a ten year deal for Call of Duty?" And I was like, "Dude, what the fuck am I gonna do with it?" Like, how did you trying, get my number? Microsoft? They're trying to give deals to everyone right now, so. Um, but yeah, we won't talk about that. Uh, you, I mean, they 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 made a ten year deal with the streaming uh, streaming service in Ukraine, and now Putin's on the phone like, "Yo, man, we got streaming services in Russia too." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, Sony announced the uh, March PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium titles that are coming. Um, these are coming on March twenty first. Let's see. Uh, let me know if any of these titles uh, get you going at all. We got the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. Okay. We got Tachia. Interesting because it's a new game. Is it new? I remember seeing yeah. it at like a. I, what, I, what's it? What is this game called? Tachia. So T C H I A. I remember seeing this at like state of plays and stuff. But I couldn't remember if it had come out yet. So when people go to play it or they say I'm gonna go play Tachia, uh, maybe. But yeah, this game, this is a yeah, it's a 2023 release. Okay, um, I couldn't remember if it had, like come out like like late last year and I just forgot about it or something. Uh, so that's cool. That's a new game. Uh, we got Rainbow Six Extract. Uh, yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction. Yep, that's the correct uh, response to that. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Okay. Bad. Um, 
uh, Mortals Phoenix Rising. Always a good game. Would you check yep. that game out? Yep, yep. Uh, Life is Strange 2. Uh, oh. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I don't know if this is the... It would be the updated run. It would have to be because if you... Well, I well, mean, I can't... You could, you could get it either way. You get the update anyways for free, so... I, if, I you, don't, if you own the game, so I'm saying, yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. There, there, yeah, there might be some, there might be some BS yeah. with Sony's uh, the own policy. Like, well, even though you have it through PS Plus, you don't own technically. It. Yeah, sorry, I don't know which version you get in there. Um, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's got, nice to have. You get everything. You got Jim. You got Jim Ryan going. Uh, I I don't want you to have the up the updated version. I just I just want to block it. I just yeah. want to block. Which apparently there, we don't know yet about this Street Fighter game, because I guess there was a they offered Street Fighter Five Champion Edition on just base PS Plus like I don't know a couple years ago. Only came with the base fighters. Like you still had to buy like all the other DLC, like not even DLC, like all. I guess when this when Street Fighter Five came out, it gave you like four characters, and you had to buy all the other ones. Um, yeah, pretty much. I have it. And I yeah, always and, look and, at the, the Champions Edition, but nothing. Yeah, so the PS Plus one that you got a couple years ago only came with the base one, so people don't know yet if this one's going to have all the fighters or not. So I guess we'll find out. Uh, Untitled Goose Game. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. I don't uh, Rage 2. Uh, um, Neo, The World Ends With You, which is apparently pretty good. And some game called Haven, uh, and then on the premium side, the classic classic games we're getting are Ridge Racer Type Four, Siphon Filter Dark Mirror, which was a PSP game, and what people thought was going to be Ape Escape Two, because that's nope. what how that's how they typed it at first, but it's actually Ape Academy Two. Yep, it's like a Mario Party for Ape Escape, which was a PSP game that only came out in Japan. And they're putting this on here via the PPSSPP emulator. Don't fucking don't that. Stop it. Stop <laughs> That's it. what it's too called. Many P's, too many S's. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so that's interesting. PPSPPSP. Um, you said it wrong. <laughs> no fucking shit. Couldn't <laughs> tell. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this story is interesting. So, the you know obviously the Steam the Steam Deck is out. People love it. Um, there are still cries from some end ends of the Steam Deck community that are saying that like, hey, we want a Steam Deck upgrade that has an OLED screen, similar to how Nintendo put out the the, the OLED Switch. Um, and so Steam actually put out an official uh kind of like explanation for this. Um, so, in an interview with PC Gamer, Steam Deck developer Pierre-Lou Griffey uh, explained that while Valve is aware that people feel the handheld uh, LCD screen could be improved, doing so is not necessarily a simple task. He's saying, he said, quote, we also want, to, want it to be better. We are looking at all, at all avenues. I think people are looking at things like an incremental version and assume that it's an easy drop-in. But in reality, the screen's at the core of the device. Everything is anchored to it. Basically, everything is architected around everything when you're talking about a device that small. I think it would be a bigger amount of work than people are assuming it would be. 
I don't think we're discounting anything, but the idea that you could just swap in a new screen and be done, it would need to be more than that to be doable. Um, so I would not expect a, a OLED Steam Deck anytime soon. Um, I actually don't even think it's needed. Like, it's it's cool. Like the switch, the OLED is a really good screen, but I think that helps the switch because it makes it makes games look better, but they already look bad on the switch some games obviously the first party games don't uh but other games look bad on the switch and the oled screen makes it better but because games already look good on the on the steam deck i don't necessarily think it needs an oled screen what do you guys think i mean i can't i i can't really comment because i don't i don't have a steam deck right now so i don't also don't have a steam deck so i don't know um, so, I mean, I, I know I've, I've briefly, uh, you know, seen Andrew's Steam Deck, and but I haven't really played anything <laughs> on it, <Jack>. but <laughs> what does that supposed to mean? Um, well, I think you know. And uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't played anything on it, so I, I, I don't know, I just, I, I just... I, I could understand from a from a logistical standpoint, like maybe it's not super easy. Blin Blin, you have a you know you you have Sony who's like, well, when we got the Vita, it's actually easier to go away from an OLED than actually have one. Um, so I mean, I'd, maybe maybe production maybe is easier to not do an OLED rather than actually do an OLED. Well, I think that's what this guy's saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if they did an OLED, if it would be. If it would be more expensive, mm, probably. I don't think it would make it a lot more expensive, but I think it would make it a little yeah. bit more expensive. Uh, uh, I then, think uh, you guys should go buy a Steam Deck and then get back to me and see what. If okay, you I would think fucking it would be love a Steam yeah. Deck, sir. Um, <laughs> speaking of Steam Decks, um, there uh, Valve is having their first ever Steam Deck sale right now. Um, during it's for their uh, their. Um, I think like spring sale and it ends the 23rd and their Steam Decks all models are 10% off. Oh, nice. So. It's hmm. actually um, not bad because it would take, I think the but the most expensive one I think is 650 So that would actually take it actually below $600. Yeah, I mean, I'd I would, uh, I would, I would love to to splurge for one, but it's, I got, I got so much stuff coming out in in the near yeah. future, and I, just, I can't, I can't justify it right now. But one day, one day, I feel I shall have a steam dick in my hands. Did I say dick or dick? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think you got time because honestly, I don't think there's gonna be any like major revision i don't think we're going to see like a steam deck 2 for if if they even ever do one i don't think we're going to see it for a long yeah. time so you i know, think i think that... go ahead i i think when the steam deck came out i think there are some people who were wondering if steam is going to take like a more like almost like cell phone approach and say we're going to come out with revisions like every two years but i i don't think i don't think they're going to do that i think they're going to do like the you know, maybe yeah. like as as long as it keeps being successful, like maybe like every four or five years, come out with like a revision. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, but 
yeah so i i think we we might see like incremental changes like maybe you'll see a steam deck come out and they're like hey this one has bigger storage or something like that but yeah i don't think we're gonna see like a major revision anytime soon um moving on uh this could be good a new trademark came out uh that konami filed that could refer to a new castlevania game um the trademark which is for the phrase project zircon uh was applied for last week and published today which this story was put out uh yesterday so it was filed came out two days ago um as noted by gamatsu the project or the name project zircon may be a reference to an item found in the castlevania series Zircon is a jewel that is found in several Castlevania games and first made its appearance in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So, hmm. um, I think it's be cool. It seems like uh, Konami is starting to get back into, um, even if they're not actually making the games themselves, uh, they're at least starting to, to license their, their properties out. Um, for like the, uh, obviously Silent Hill 2, which is, uh, Bluebird's making that, but I mean, um, Konami is kind of. I think there's another Silent Hill game they are making in house, I don't remember. Um, and there's the heavily rumored uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, so I think we're gonna start getting Konami games soon. I hope let me play Metal Gear somehow without having to pirate it because I really want to play those games. Yeah, isn't it? It, it is really insane that. If you look at like you know the uh, uh, backwards compatibility on Xbox, I know that it's there. The 360 version is there on on Xbox, but if you look at PlayStation, there's no way on PS5 or even PS4 to play any of the Metal Gear Solid games besides five. Like it, that's insane to me. Wait, wait. So you can play what 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 Metal Gears can you play? on the xbox like an xbox series x what so uh collection so the yeah the hd collection was uh released on 360 and that is backwards compatible is Um, it really i did not know that yeah so you can play uh metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 um on the uh on the xbox so it just sucks that metal gear solid 4 is still locked to the playstation 3 it was never put anywhere else Um, yeah and then uh, I actually read a story. Um, I don't know. This was a little while ago, a couple months ago. So Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, when it came out, um, there was when it was being developed, someone in the in Konami was talking about the 360, and saying like, "Man, we wish we could, it, we we could get it working on there." Um, but then uh, Kojima had basically said something along the line of like it would never work on that console. But then I guess he had like, he had, you know, gone somewhere, taken a few days off, whatever. And when he came back, he was very surprised to see that they had a very well look, like they had it working on a 360 and it was running like really well. Um, hmm. But the only problem was they would have had to release it on like six discs. <laughs> um, and so uh, Kojima was very against putting it on more than one disc. So that is why it never came out in 360. Um, so, yeah. 
All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Alex, you mentioned earlier that uh, the Diablo 4 beta is going on this weekend. <clears throat> and we had some news about Diablo 4 earlier in the week because uh, Rod Ferguson, who is the general manager of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard, uh, took to Twitter to state um, basically he said like it's awesome seeing the excitement around the Diablo 4 beta. Uh, we have been getting some questions about Diablo 4 and Game Pass, and I want to let you know that we have no plans for that. So um, he then goes on to say, like, we look forward to uh, you buying a game when it comes out on what's in June, right? Is it like June 6th or what day is that? June 6th, I would. And uh, of course, he's going to say that no plans for Game Pass because even if behind the scenes, even if there are some people who are like, "Man, if Microsoft, uh, if that if that acquisition goes through, we're probably going to be on Game Pass." And someone's like, "Well, yeah, but don't tell people that because then people might not, might not pre-order it." Yeah, but also, we're not even sure. Like, it, even if this Activision deal does go through, we're not even sure what the relationship Activision titles and Activision Blizzard titles are going to have with Game Pass. Like, yeah. we don't know if they're actually going to be day and date. They might not be. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this doesn't obviously change my uh, opinion that I want to play it. Um, so, I'm, I'm more than happy to to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Moving on. A couple of stories left. Uh, so, Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League was delayed last week. And um, let's see. So, following the report of the, of the delay, uh, Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb uh, said that he had heard from a reliable source uh, that the the game is actually not arriving till next year. That they, they, they delayed it till they're saying late this year, but it's actually going to be in twenty twenty four. Um, so, I guess I don't know why. It, I'm not even sure why, if they think that, why they wouldn't have just said 2024. Maybe they didn't want to say that right now, and they just want to do it later in the year when maybe there's a lot of games out. So they're like, hey, by the way, this is out next year now. I don't know. I wonder if there's some like some executives within WB who <laughs> don't really super understand game development, and they think that by, by delaying it to next year, that somehow it'll have like this magical transformation. I don't know, because if they really wanted to transform like a lot of the game, they would have to delay it probably like a couple of years or something. Yeah, that's yeah. the you don't you don't fix uh gameplay issues that quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's a game's a service and I don't think it's gonna sell very well. Mm-hmm. Polish it all you want, make it a nice game, that's probably that's that's what you should do for the people that want to play it, but no, nothing good. Yep. Uh and then Here's one that's like, yes, this story is true, but damn, I wish it wasn't true. So Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser has uh, said that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom um, can justify its $70 price tag uh, by, let's see, look, actual quote here. Um, He goes, we look at what the game has to offer. I think fans will find this 
is an incredibly full, deeply immersive experience. The price point reflects the type of experience that fans can expect when it comes to playing this particular game. Uh, he then stated by saying the company determines the suggested retail price of its products uh, on a case-by-case basis. Um, he said. Uh, he then said, this isn't a price point that we will necessarily have on all of our titles. It's actually a fairly common pricing model either here or in Europe or other parts of the world where the pricing may vary depending on the game itself. It sucks that he's saying this, but he's absolutely right. And he could he could have come out and said this game is a hundred dollars, and I still would have fucking bought it. <laughs> That's the sad fucking thing about it. <laughs> I, I think I think you might have, but I think uh, I think there's a lot of people that if they were to see a, a game that's not some kind of special edition, if they were to see a base game that's a hundred dollars, they would absolutely balk it and say, "I'm not paying that." Probably, but it's. I don't know. I, I, I kind of actually do wish the developers would start doing that. I'm not saying I want hard R games, but it would be interesting to have a developer come out and just have the balls to be like, our game's worth this much money. This is clearly a hundred hour, hundred plus hour game. We put a lot of work into it. This game's worth a hundred dollars and just see yeah. what, how the market would react. To I, I think, I think you would have so many people who would say, well, I have all these other games I can go play and pay less for. So I'm, I'm not buying your game. And I, because like, you know, I remember see, I, seeing ads for like games back in like the 90s for like N64 and, 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 uh, and other consoles that were like 80 or $90. And sometimes they're that expensive because they were expensive in manufacture because it was like a cartridge. But at the same, you know, it was like still, it was like, you know, there's, you know, different variations of pricing. But I think today, since there's so many games out there and there's so much choice, that you would i not not i'm saying the royal you i think i think a lot of people yeah. would say like i i'm not going to pay that i have all these other games to pay and come back to me when you price your game at what at what your competition prices their games at yeah i just wonder like breath of the wild is on the top of so many people's like best game of all time list that I wonder really, I really wonder what would happen if if they came out and was like this game is worth a hundred dollars. I, I, I bet think, it would. I bet it would still sell in like crazy. To me, I think the only way Nintendo would ever be able to justify that is if they actually had a powerful console that could compete in power with with Xbox and Sony. Because with with the Switch, like we already know, we're going to get performance issues with. With the new Zelda game, it's just it's just how it is, and I, I there's no way I would ever pay a premium for a game that's going to have performance performance issues. I honestly don't know that though because we haven't seen the game actually being played, and this like I was, when when the first game when Breath of the Wild came out was at the very beginning of the console cycle, so maybe the developers have been working with Switch so long that maybe they they've learned ways to actually get all the power out of it and how to actually like make things work. We see yeah, that with maybe. a lot of console cycles at the end of it, developers are so well versed with how to make games work on it that games run better. So I'm hoping that's what we're gonna see with Tears of the Kingdom. So all right. And then uh my last story was the uh Neil Druckmann story 
so he appeared on uh uh the one of kind of funny show uh one of their shows after uh, the last episode of uh, the last of his tv show and he was obviously asked about um what uh Naughty Dog's next game is um so let's see uh, so in an interview with Kind of Funny, Drakmo was asked if he felt under pressure to create another hit IP uh, like The Last of Us or Uncharted, uh, which Naughty Dog owner Sony could turn into a multimedia franchise and support for years to come. Uh, Drakmo responded by saying that the studio's success has afforded it the luxury of being able to choose to work on whatever uh, it is most passionate about. He said, quote, I am very lucky that I don't have to think like that. I joined a studio that was already so successful that we could, uh, that we could kind of, that we could be kind of prima donnas and just do whatever we want. I know not everybody has that privilege, but it's not something I take lightly. So at the end of every project, we purposely explore several different projects. Some of them might be a sequel and then a bunch of new ideas. And then we really feel, feel like, where do our passions lie? Because that's the fire that has to sustain for years to come. And if you picked a wrong project and then you burn out from that idea because you weren't that passionate about it, two years into a four-year project, you're fucked. That's how you, I think, make mediocre anything if you lose your excitement from it. Uh, Druckmann wasn't willing to divulge if the studio has chosen to work on The Last of Us Part 3 or something else, saying, quote, I know the fans really want The Last of Us Part 3. I hear about it all the time, and all I can say is that, look, we were already into our next project, so this, the decision has already been made. I can't say what it is, but that's the process we went through, that there was a lot of consideration of different things, and we picked the thing we were most excited for. Um, end quote. There's no fucking way this isn't Last of Us Part 3. That's my opinion. With, with, the, um, with the role that Last of Us is on right now, there's no way they're not making Last of Us Part 3. So I, I've seen some people take uh, what he said as they're making a different game first, and after that, they will go to Last of Us Part 3. It's possible. Um, but if that's the case, then there's a chance that, unless they have you know two different teams working simultaneously, then there's a chance that we won't get Last of Us Part 3 until like the end of the decade. Oh yeah, it would probably be the next console generation that we'd get it. Yeah, um, which I still like. I I didn't I didn't read it like that. I I guess I chose to read it as a. I like I said I I think there's no way that they're not working on Last of Us Part Three. So Northwestern one, huh? Northwestern one. Yeah, nice. I mean, I I would I would like to know if there's anyone at the studio still passionate about Jack and Daxter. I want to see a new Jack and Daxter game. Let's go. No, <laughs> I know it's not gonna happen, but you know, let's let's do it. The Last of Us Part Three, the uh, the precursor, uh, the don't precursor legend. You know, I actually accidentally followed her when I was like seven years old. No. All right. Uh, so that's the end of uh, that's all the stories I got. So um, I I have uh, I have one other uh, new story to talk about. Um, okay. so this one, um, so there is a, um, I don't know if they're a magazine or just like a website, but they're called Insider Gaming. 
and someone who works for him, his name is Tom Henderson. Uh, he is an insider for gaming, kind of like you know, kind of like your Jeff Grubbs or your um, yeah. who's the guy that used to work at Kotaku and now he works at Bloomberg. Schreier. Jason Schreier, yeah. Um, so Tom Henderson is saying that he has insider knowledge that uh, Sony is is actively working on a PlayStation Five Pro, for lack of a you know better name, with a release window of late 2024. In um, in that later this year, that they will announce a PS Five Slim uh, with that uh, with that de- uh, detachable hard drive. Uh, or yeah. not hard drive, a disk drive that has been rumored. Um, mm-hmm. So what, uh, what what do you guys think about that? Uh, I think this is all true. Um, the PS5 Slim is going to cost $550. Uh, they're going to raise the price on it, and that's how they're going to raise the price in the States with the, the new SKU. So um, do you, uh, real quick, do you think, like, if you were to buy that, the, you know, the, the PS5 Slim, at five hundred fifty dollars, do you think it would come with the disc drive? Yeah, the, the detach the detachable disc drive is what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Okay, be, because I think most people, you know, they I think most people understand that when the when a hardware developer makes a slim version, they make a slim version for the number one reason of saving money because they don't have to use as as, as much. Uh, uh, material to make a console. Yeah, and so yep. and so tip, typically when you come out with the slim, it should be cheaper. But if if they have that detachable you know, peripheral, then I, I I could see five fifty for it. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily say that typically slims are cheaper uh, because like when the PS4 slim came out, it wasn't cheaper than the than the PS4. Um. Because the PS4 Slim came out before the Pro. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Um, yeah. So I, the I don't, PS4 was, Slim just took over the, the base PS4. Was the PS4 Slim really that slimmer, though? Because if I remember, like, it wasn't that much smaller. It just had rounded edges. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as tall, and I think it was a tiny bit smaller. Um, but definitely next to the Pro, it was a lot slimmer. Yeah. Um, um, but do you do you think do you think it's wise to release a pro, especially with how uh, uh, supply constraints have been? Because there's some people who are now. Uh, I mean, maybe not necessarily now, but like let's say in the past, like maybe like six to eight weeks, finally getting their PS5s when it has been so hard to get one. And at that time, you're looking at like almost you know two and a half years into the um, into the cycle. So yeah. there could be people who, when this P- PS5 Pro comes out, there could be people who won't be able to get one, say two years after that comes out because of the supply constraints. Well, I would say that the su- the supply constraints are over. So unless something drastically bad happens again, there are, there are no more supply constraints, and. I would say that the PS4 Pro came out three years after the PS4 launched. And this theoretical PS5 Pro would come out four years after the launch of the PS5. Um, and I also think that Sony doesn't give a fucking shit when you actually buy a PS5. Because they went into this generation with a plan. 
And they're not going to stop those plans because there's some people that said, well, I didn't get the console until two years into it. You're saying two years later, you're going to release another one? It's like, yeah, baby, the train keeps on rolling. Like, because if you delay the PS5 Pro, then what? You're going to release it five years after and then two years later, release the PS6? (laughs) Like, the the train just keeps on rolling. Ain't nothing going to stop it. So Um, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, this is just per, you know, pure speculation, but what kind of what kind of upgrades do you think we could see with a PS5 Pro? Um, I mean, I think that I obviously I'm not I'm not a tech guy, so uh, but from what I've heard, when uh they when Colin has had Tom Moore on on Sacred Symbols, is it would just be a better GPU, uh, better um. Like some about the wafers on the the chips or something like that, how they can get better performance out of them, uh, maybe a bigger hard drive, um, and you're just real. What they're really going to advertise is like full 4K 60 plus ray tracing with games is what they're going to try and strive for. Yeah. Um. So, do I think they need one? No. I think the PS5 is actually strong enough that it could probably last yeah. till the next generation. I I hate to say it, but since I'm you know I'm I'm a Sony shill, so if they come out with a PS5 Pro, I'm probably gonna get one. Oh fuck yeah, I would buy one too. Um, and I wonder, you know, I wonder what it's gonna look like, you know, because I mean we had we had the PS5, and I'm you know looking at mine right now. It's a it's a it's a beefy, you know, it's a beefy little guy. Um, but I. Wonder what the PS5 Pro would uh, end up looking like. Uh, it better uh, be fucking smaller. Jesus Christ, it better be fucking smaller. I want it bigger. I want every time I look at it, it's getting bigger. To get more disgusting. Yes, I want to. At one point, I look at it and it's like in my. It's like on a whole fucking doorway, just standing. <laughs> I want. I want it to be so big that when when I look at the console, I say, you know what? It's past. Not your fault anymore. It's it's your fault. You're that big. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to. When I go to the kitchen, I have to say, "Excuse me," when I go into the kitchen, <sighs> like in the squeeze around it. That's bad. <laughs> I want that too. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I, yeah, I, I want sorry. I want I want my console to be so big that when I when I come into my office to go to work, I'm late for work because I have to move around it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for the the news. Um. Do you do you think that Microsoft is working on a Series Pro? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I wonder, I wonder what they would call it, you know, because I mean, we had, you know, we had the Xbox one, then we had the Xbox one X. We already have the Xbox series X. So would it be the Xbox series double X? No, I mean, they, I just, probably, I they would probably call it like the series Y or, or something like that. So, and then so many people would say they call it series Y because why? Yeah, I know. Which is why they wouldn't actually use that letter. They'd use something else. <laughs> Um, but, um, all right, so let's uh let's move into Josh's uh topic that he was bringing to this all right. podcast. So this this conversation is just about you know to reflect on uh the kind of technology we used uh when we are uh either little tots 
or we grew up in the, in the big spuds. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's thinking, you know, back and like, you know, let's say, let's say the mid to late nineties. And I know sometimes as we get older, it is tougher and tougher to remember back then. Um, but you know, like what kind of, you know, what kind of technology you guys remember using back then, you know, like I, and I'll go ahead and start, like, you know, I, I remember using VCRs, you know, and, um, and the, uh, going to video stores and obviously, you know, renting VHS tapes and stuff. But I remember the motto that um, you would always see at video stores. And whenever I would take a tape back, the motto was always be kind, rewind, because you would have to rewind the tape. Uh, I mean, you you didn't have to. You could return it, but you'd be that returning a VHS tape unwound uh, uh, is like not putting the car back in the car corral when you're done shopping. People have been killed for less. <laughs> that's that's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm sure in the history of uh, of our existence, at least one person was murdered because they did not rewind the VHS tape. Yes. Um. So let's let's you know that's all I'm saying. Um. But then, uh, you know, like what, you know, you know, uh, speaking of VHS players, you know, what do you guys, you know, remember about those? Uh, about VHS specifically? Yeah, just like you know, like what, what anecdotes you guys think of? Um, I mean, obviously, I remember our dad. I mean, we were using VHS into the early two thousands. Um, so. Honestly, what I remember most about VHS was our dad recording uh, WWF or WWE Raw every week on a VHS tape. And then after work or whatever at night or maybe later in the week or whenever we would watch it, uh, we would just watch it on the recording and, you know, whatever, watch it with him. And he'd fast forward through parts of it or whatever. And uh, so that's, I guess, the biggest thing I remember with VHS. So. I mean, we can get to the naughty stuff you want with, like, you know, <laughs> uh, explicit we we VHS tapes, yeah, which you don't, don't have to get into, but yeah, obviously that's a part of VHS. Yeah, but. you don't need to necessarily go there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Alex, you know, VHS tapes, what comes to mind? Oh, God, the Power Ranger movies and the Rugrats movie because it was orange. Okay. I, I distinctly remember going to babysitters and we would rewatch all those. Uh, old Power Ranger movies on VHS and the Rugrats movie. You know that 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 is interesting because I do remember seeing like you know I mean obviously you'd have the typical black VHS plastic that probably like yeah. 90, probably like ninety six percent of used. Yeah, but it's almost then, like the uh, like video game cartridges. You would like N sixty four. You'd always have the gray ones, but you'd get those like the off like red or black ones every like so often. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean sometimes you'd see like. You know, um, like maybe like a Rugrats movie or Nickelodeon movie would be orange or something. Blaine, I do remember seeing like sometimes like Disney movies are like white. Um, so yeah, I remember. I you know I remember seeing different colors. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, I, I mean, other stuff I could go into with the electronics. Just like think about your tube televisions. Like growing up, you just had these big monstrosities that like, were so fucking heavy. Yes, yep. you'd have like a, a 27 inch TV that weighed 270 pounds. 
so bad. you know what's uh what's funny is that when i first uh when i first started uh, uh dating my wife um at the time her uh, her dad was still rocking a like a 30 probably like a 31 and a half inch like you know tube television in his uh, uh or i don't, I don't want to say tube a, a crt in his living room and whenever i would go there and i would sit down and i would watch tv it would actually start to hurt my eyes because i'm like i i i have not watched television this such low def in so long that it is straining my eyes to, to watch it yeah um but i mean that's that's what we all used to play on like these these fucking tube tvs and it was always like a hand-me-down right i i mean i'm assuming that's what it was with you out to alex like a kid never had like a brand new fucking tv in her bedroom it was always like oh mom yeah, dad, that's dad. like that's yeah. like that like in the like teenage years yep yeah yeah it was always like oh mom and dad got a new tv so you're getting the one that was in like their bedroom or the, the living room like that's the one you play games on though um and yeah see i mean with with television then you can think about you know there's uh the cable boxes back in the day um and then you know you'd have like the cable and then as as you know as a young boy you're like i gotta find channel 99 that's where the good stuff is uh but then you get like the channel 99 but (laughs) yeah in in the and you're looking at like i think i saw a boob i think i did yeah (laughs) um (laughs) You're and your friend is like, nice man, you'd think you saw a boob. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see. I mean, obviously we go down the console route, but I mean we've gone down the like retro console route a lot. Um, um so I I've got I've got a couple um uh you know, just a couple other ones. So one is uh so you know, it's the stuff about telephones. So, you know, back in back in the nineties and in the in the early aughts there there were there were cell phones uh you know uh to be sure but they were a lot you know a lot bigger and a lot blockier um and they the really the only function of a cell phone was to call people um but then you know not talking about cell phones talking about let's you know landlines like i i vaguely remember using having a landline in my in 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 my house when i was a kid and it's like, mm-hmm. and now it's like I I can't even imagine having a landline in my house. I think there's actually a hookup for a landline in this apartment. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, like all houses and apartments like still have them in case you want one. Um, but think about when you're playing games online, and back in the day, and your and your mom gets on the telephone, and completely kicks you off your online game you were doing. Yeah, and then you had to figure out, and then you got right into that uh, that point in time where you had to buy a router to be able to plug mm-hmm. in multiple stuff, and those were really expensive back then. Oh yeah, uh, but just like screaming like, "Mom, I'm playing a game!" Like, oh yeah, <laughs> she might be like making an, the internet. Yeah, she might be making like a, an important phone call, and you're like, "I don't give a shit. I'm playing. I'm trying to play some Star Wars Battlefront Two down here, <laughs> and I can't. God damn it!" But, I mean, it's, um, you know, thinking about like trying to contact somebody, um, for example, you know, I, I remember, uh, wanting to call a friend to see if they wanted to hang out. 
and being like, well, I just called their, I just called their landline phone at their house and no one answered. So I guess there's no way to know what's going on. But mm-hmm. in, instead of today, I could just like, you know, I, if, if there's a friend I want to hang out with, I, just, I could text them. like, Hey man, you go, what, what are you up to? And they could text me back instead of calling them and not knowing what's going on. They could be dead for all, you know, for all, you know, and I mean, obviously, you know, if you text them, they don't answer. Like, they could still be dead. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's just it's sometimes it really does amaze me how far we've come with technology. It just in the last twenty five years, um, because you know, I was um thinking about this the other day. I was uh, I was sitting in my living room. And I was watching um, uh, On Patrol Live, which uh, Alex, that's like a, it's like a, it's like a show. Live PD? Yeah, it's like Live PD. But then um, I would, I would pick my phone up and I would get on, I would would just, um, I would uh, open my browser and just look at like video game news or something. And then I would put my phone down and then I would start watching more, you know, On Patrol Live. Blend, I would go, I would keep going back to my phone over and over again because I'm like, I can't keep my phone set down. I keep, I, I keep feeling like I, I have no attention span. I, I, I feel like I have to have it in my hands yeah. to keep looking at it. And then I was like, you know, I need to, I need to figure out ways to kind of, kind of detach myself from that every once in a while because it's like, I don't remember what it was like sitting down and watching TV and not having a phone and like a cell phone in front of me. And and I shouldn't even call it a cell phone having a, you know, this, this computing device that is, that is more advanced than a laptop from 20 years ago, but in the, in the compact form, that's even smaller than cell phones were 20 years ago. And it's like, I, it's like, I don't remember what life was like without it. And so I, I do, I do remember some snippets. Like uh, I remember being, I want to say I was like maybe like 15 or 16 and it was before I started working, but there's, um, uh, and I think it was in the summer, but I was, uh, uh, and this is going to get to in the next thing I want to talk about, but I was in my bedroom and I was bored and this is going to turn into me doing something dirty, uh, but I was bored. And so I had, I had a hacky sack. And so I laid on my bed with uh, uh, facing up toward the ceiling and I started throwing the hacky set up, having it bounce off the ceiling, come back down to me and just, I would catch it. And I would just do that over and over again while the TV is on because I was bored out of my mind. And I was like, I don't, I don't like, I was, I was just bored. But then I was singing to myself like, when was the last time you guys were bored? Uh, right oh, now. Oh, I was bored. What time is it? Nine o'clock. Uh, yeah. About about, <laughs> about about one p.m., sir. About one p.m. My job no. is very fucking boring. So okay, much. well let me let me let, let me rephrase that. Okay, other than because obviously sometimes yeah there is boredom at work, but not not counting work. When was the last time you were at home? And you're like, I'm fucking bored. I don't know what to do. Uh, well, my home life consists of barely being home because I'm constantly with my son. Yeah. So you know what? Like, very rarely because I'm very rare. Well, 
I, it's not that I'm bored. Well, I am bored. It's not doing anything that fun all the time. I'm just doing stuff to do it, like cleaning up. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, clean, and just I, doing some dumb shit. But, like, yeah. And dumb. and obviously, as you know, since we're since we're adults and we we all have responsibilities, obviously we're a lot busier now than we were at when we were kids. But when it comes to like, let's say, video games or television, or you know, even like. I, I mean, I guess I would consider YouTube television as well, but I can't like if someone were to come up to me and say, I'm fucking bored right now, I would say, how, how are you bored right now? Because, you know, like as, as a teenager, I, I was probably bored because there's nothing on TV I wanted to watch. And then I was probably like, I have like six different video games I can play right now and I've, and I've beaten all of them. I'm bored because I don't want to play any of them. But now it's like I could go onto YouTube or I could go onto any of like the six different streaming platforms I have and I could find something to watch. I could go onto my Xbox or PlayStation, get on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus, or even get on my laptop and say, there are a thousand different games I have never played before. I will, I'll find something I want to play. And it's just, it's 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 so amazing to me how how different we've come to how content is is kind of uh, given to us to where how could anyone today be bored and think about like you know say how much technology has changed like let's say like a hundred years ago you know you're someone uh, you're let's say you're in a family who are like, I don't know, like farmers or something, and you're living out in like, you know, like the West. And your life is you get up in the morning, you help your parents out, you uh, with, uh, I guess maybe you go to school, then, then you help your parents out with farming, and then you go into your house and what, you might whittle or something, or maybe you'll read, maybe you'll read a book. And then, and then that's, that's, that's your life. And how much, how much uh, life has changed since since then, and I just I just feel like boredom, for the most part, is so much different than bored than boredom we had when we were kids. Mm, sure, uh, I also think that um all this technology has made people that didn't have ADHD almost have ADHD. <laughs> Cause when you have your laptop in front of you and your cell phone in front of you, and, you, and then you have a game on the TV, it's like hard to focus on one thing at one time. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can totally get that. And honestly, it's, uh, it's one of the reasons why I do enjoy my job because uh, it, I get on a computer and it gives me something that I have to focus on because when I'm when I'm not working and I'm playing a game or I'm watching TV, I'm always like, in I'm gonna get on my phone and look at something, or I'm gonna I'm gonna or I'm gonna play this game or I'm gonna play that game, and it's so difficult to focus in on one thing and actually do it because I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but when I unless it's like a really big game that I've really been looking forward to, if I start playing a game, I'll get maybe a few hours into it and I go what if I go play that other game instead and try that? And it's, it's so difficult for me to kind of focus in on one game and, and just stick to it until I'm done with it. That's why I have such a bad, like completion rate on games. 
I just have the horrible tendency to get like halfway through a game and just go start another one and never go back to it. I'm a- yeah. I definitely like that too. Um let's let's talk about can you guys think of electronics that had a very short like lifespan? And so one example would be um <laughs> Alex portable DVD players. Think about like in, in high school or whatever. I like, had a portable DVD player. So, but but you might have known someone that did, but they only had like a like a lifespan of like maybe from like 2005 to like 2007, a very small time in history where these things were like actually in vogue. Because like, think about that time period. You might see a kid come into class and he's like fucking watching like a Dragon Ball Z DVD on his portable laptop with a small little, I mean, a portable DVD player that had a little screen on it. And then, but in 2007, that's when the iPhone came out. And that's like when suddenly you have a phone with all like YouTube and like all these other apps in your hands. You don't fucking need a portable DVD player. And so they suddenly became obsolete. <laughs> and so like all these like, all this technology, all these units that were made suddenly became like useless because you just have a little tiny phone in your pocket to, that can do it. You know, I, um, uh, Andrew, we, we had a uh, portable DVD player for a very short uh, period of time. And there's a, um, when, I think it was when I was fifth, it was, in between our eighth grade and freshman, uh, the summer between our eighth grade and freshman year uh, in high school. So uh, I, I had gone to a family reunion in Missouri, and I remember having a portable DVD player. And I watched Eight Crazy Nights, the animated movie with Adam Sandler on it. Uh, and I watched it twice during the, the, fan, the, during the time Damn, I was there. Damn, you must have been really bored. Uh, That's I, I was, boredom. I was, yep, I was very <laughs> bored. Um, yeah. But that... That is the only time I remember using an H, I mean, a uh, portable DVD player. But I will say another kind of uh, uh, defunct technology similar to that, uh, you know, is the PSP with the UMD movies. I mean, you you basically oh, yeah. you know, a PSP was like a portable DVD player, and you mm-hmm. had you had these UMD discs. And you know, it's funny looking back in the history of the PSP, and how Sony made the they made the the proprietary, the proprietary UMD disc. And they called it a universal media disc because in, in I guess somebody at Sony was like, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be a technology that people use for years to come. And then it just, it just phased out after the PSP was done. Yeah. Because I've never seen anything else other than the PSP use that. No. And you can, uh, you can buy uh UMD drives uh, that can, that can hook up into your, uh, uh, to your like laptop. But they're really only used to like burn UMD discs for uh, for shit. Mm-hmm. But but again, no one uses that format, so why would you really even use it? I don't know. Uh, Alex, can you think of anything else that would have had just like a very short like lifespan? Because like maybe something else came out that made it obsolete. Um. I, I got. I would one. say for us, sorry, go ahead. You could have a, a tape player because we went from tape players to CD players very quickly. Okay, yeah. Horrible ones, like really yeah. fast in our life, in our in our like lifetimes. Uh, I really don't know. 
I would say uh, portable CD players. Yeah, those also also that that went away pretty quickly because MP3 mm-hmm. players came in very fast. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Um, how about 3D TVs? <laughs> I I I never had one, but I mean, it I was never definitely... had one either. But yeah, I feel like there was like a two or three year lifespan where those things were popular, and then almost I would say like curved TVs are also almost like that. Like I, you don't even see curved TVs when you go shopping anymore. Like maybe yeah. mon, like PC monitors, you might still see some of their curves, yeah. but TVs Ooh. no. Um. Uh, Alex, what was your first MP3 player? Oh man, I was actually thinking about this the other day. This is weird. Uh, like this little fucking blue off-brand one that only held like thirty songs or forty songs or something like that. It was very much something you would just buy at like a Walmart. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I think... my... Go ahead. Oh, uh, my first MP3 player was um, I was a freshman in high school, and I found uh, in the floor of the lock of the boys' locker room, I found it was a uh, uh, almost like uh, it was I, I remember it was red. It was a really tiny red MP3 player that had space for like thirty songs, and I, I saw it on the floor. Dude, that'd be so up. funny if Alex was like, dude, I lost one of those one time. <laughs> um, I, I saw the little floor. I, I, I picked it up. Uh, I didn't know what it was. I took it home, and then I realized it was an MP3 player, and I used it. Nice. Uh, I seem to remember our first ones, Josh, was the iPods that mom and dad bought us. Um, and... I. That uh, the thing I'm referring to was actually a little bit before the uh, the iPods. Okay, well, uh, then that was definitely my first one was the iPod. They were the one gig, uh, like black, like stick of gum looking motherfucking things, like iPods that you that you'd buy, and these things were like two hundred dollars, like a fucking gig. Yeah, yeah they were expensive as yeah. fuck too. Yep. Um, and, and I mean, think and, about that. And people, probably, people ate it up. They're like, oh my God, Steve Jobs, yeah. Apple. Ah. I mean, and you can probably fit like, I don't know, like 200 songs on that thing, maybe something like that. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm probably around. Yeah, yeah I'm probably around you're, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I remember having a portable CD player that I would use before that. Uh, whenever I would do my paper route, I would just have put it in my pocket and just have headphones coming up from it. Um, you probably had like maybe like Creed or Breaking Benjamin running in there. Uh-huh. Uh, more likely Creed. I wasn't really Breaking Benjamin fan until later. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about, Josh? Um, I guess, uh, Alex, what was your what was your first computer you ever had? Okay, so my first computer was some little Dell computer my mom bought when we were in the nineties, and I think she got rid of it. I don't remember why. The first actual computer I can remember having was in about two thousand five. We moved uh, down the street from you guys, uh, and that's when I first got the internet. And it was like something you got at Walmart. Uh, it was. It ran pretty well for a while because it was one of the ones that you'd buy the hell everything pre-installed. Uh, I can remember uh, going to the library a lot and using their computers for AOL Instant Messenger. 
I used a lot of AIM. AIM is what it was called. I used AIM all the time. That's why I talked to a lot of classmates and stuff. <clears throat> and then when we got the internet, I also remember going to a lot of, uh, oh man, I don't remember what it was. It was some video game chat room. Not chat room, but like message board. I don't remember what it was, but it was like I was only on there a little while and then I never really went back. Um, Alex, what does what does AOL stand for? A- oh, America Online. Yes. I felt like there was going to be um, some other fucking trick questions. Like, oh no. no. Um, some some people don't know that. Some people just know it as AOL. Um, so I don't know the first. I don't remember the first computer me and Andrew had. Um, I I know that when we were you know our when we were young, our dad was into computers like. He wasn't like some like, you know, super like into him, but, you know, and I'm sure Andrew remember this, our dad was actually into PC gaming when we were really little and specifically he was into doom. And then like, I want to say like, he kind of, he kind of got out of it. And I want to say after doom, he was, he was like, I'm done with video games and I'm not really sure why. Um, maybe, uh, maybe he was, I think it's just, I think it's just, he didn't have time for it anymore. Yeah, I want to say that's probably most likely. He just, you know, he had two kids, he had a full-time job, and yeah, so yeah, I mean, probably didn't really have time. I think, uh, I remember, um, uh, Alex, this is definitely, you know, it was long before we met you, so I, I don't definitely don't think you would have been there. Um, but we had, it was some kind of birthday party, and uh, me and Andrew were, you know, we were you know, doing a little kid thing with other kids, and our, and our mom was there. And then our dad was like, fuck all these kids, and he just sat in the room playing Doom all day. And I think, <laughs> and I, think I, I think, our mom probably got pissed off at that, so maybe that's another reason why he, why he kind of dropped video games. Um, but, you know, I remember, like, having, like, bulky, like, eight, you know, HP computers or compact computers, um, and, you know, I, I remember, either, I don't know if you remember this, but Dad had a shitty friend named Rocco who would help him with, with computer stuff. Rocco? Oh, yeah, I remember him. That's a yeah. person's name. Um, no, no, not shitty. He's as like a, a, as a, as a shady. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, but, but yeah, he was, um, he was like a, I remember him being a big dude. Like, yeah, but I don't, I don't remember much other than him being a big dude and that he helped my, he helped Dad out with some PC farts. Um, PC, PC parts is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, PC parts. Like I remember. No, like, you said farts. Like, no, but okay. it's not like you, you said, said farts. Yeah, no, like what PC parts. <laughs> I um, thought he had like, problems. It was just being weird. I, yeah. I have, I have a, I have a vague memory of one time, Dad having a, a PC like a like a case like a tower, and part of it was open, and Rocco was doing something with it. So that's, but Probably. it's a, it's a, it's a really old memory. Um, yeah. Blend, you know, getting a little bit older, we had, you know, we had like some some Dell computers, and then you know we had the internet. But, um, and we, I don't know, Alex, did you ever have dial up? Because I really don't know if me and Andrew ever really had dial up. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, well, we did. I don't know, like yeah, for sure, we DSL did. maybe was well, like believe what we had we, at first. We did we have, might have had dial have... up as like as like a, like a trial that we got through like a mag, like a oh here's a DVD trial thing or whatever, but they would send those in the mail. But I don't think we ever really did. I know we had DSL though. We did have uh, DSL for a long time, but I don't know if we had like straight up dial-up before that. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if we did. 
No, we definitely did for a little while. I remember hearing that noise, the dial-up noise. Um, uh, and then, what is your? I would say, what is you guys' like first memory when it comes to the internet? Uh, going in a Pokemon chat room. It was like ten. Uh, you know, being being a kid and Ooh. trying to look up, trying to look up dirty stuff and not being discreet about it at all. No, not porn. My first memories are playing Diablo with my uncle. That is something I very much remember because I used to fucking mimic Deckard King because I thought he had some fucking weird ass lines. So I always used to say, "I used to know the fuck up when I sang it." You did, you did have some weird ass lines. Up. As you go up, you're like, "Stay hey, a while, listen." listen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny, so I'd say it all much. But playing Diablo with my uncle—that's like the first thing I remember doing on a computer. Besides the everything Lord, I did at school, the, the Lords of Hell are here. See, <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking weird, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, my oldest memory of the internet was, uh, it was before Majora's Mask came out, uh, and I remember seeing somewhere that was like, if you go to this website, you can see like screenshots of the game, and I remember asking my mom, like, hey, I really want to see screenshots of this game. And so going downstairs to the where the computer was and like she got on the website and like went on like so I could see what the the screenshots of Majora's Mask look like. So this was probably like when we were like ten, uh in like two thousand or something, maybe late ninety nine or something. Well, we're yeah, probably maybe late ninety nine because we were definitely in the house. Um, so yeah, that's my first uh memories I, of the I, internet. I, I... Yeah, I, I remember that as well. Uh, another memory is uh, we are you know we are big Dragon Ball Z fans, and we went to um, we had mom go to this Dragon Ball Z website, and she created this profile for us. And I remember it said, "What's your favorite Dragon Ball Z character?" And we, me and Ader argued on who should on who it should be, and then we ended up uh, choosing Trunks as our favorite character. Oh God, that's, <laughs> that's certainly a that's that is a character from Dragon Ball Z. You're correct. Yeah. I'm... Huh. It's weird you didn't say Vegeta because it's always Vegeta. I mean, Vegeta is um, the correct answer for sure. Clearly, um, come on. If it's anything else, yeah. um, on PCB. Alex, were you ever into downloading uh, music illegally online? Of course, LimeWire, so, FrostWire, all that good. So stuff. there's a uh, Andrew. Do you remember the the site that we used? It wasn't. I don't remember what it was called, but it wasn't LimeWire. It was like Rocket something. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember that one too. I can't remember. So Alex, yeah. we actually, uh, we actually, and I don't know how me and conned our dad into doing it, but somehow we actually persuaded our dad to to actually put his credit card information into <laughs> this fucking website <laughs> to, 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 to buy something. Yeah, and because and, it was like, it was like, hey, uh, we have these speeds, but if you give us like fifteen dollars, you can get the like the really fast speeds. And we like somehow convinced him that this is a legit website and we can download this music. Not understanding as young kids that like this is illegal as fuck what we're doing. <laughs> and and at you know doing this at some point our dad's name could have been on a watch list. I, I'm not sure. No. Um, <laughs> but I mean as as, Ooh, as far as we as really far as we know. As far as far as we know, nothing bad came out of it, but it was just, yep. it's it's funny to think that somehow like we conned him into doing that. Yeah. So my dad, when we first moved into my mom's house, uh, I got Xbox Live for uh, graduation present of eighth grade. Nice. I was like, Yeah, can I, can I get this monthly? And all the things like, Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for it monthly. 
he would or yearly. It was yearly, so he would pay it yearly. And uh, you know, a year or two goes by, and uh, I'm still having Xbox Live. I haven't asked him about it. You know, like three or four years go by, and eventually I run out of Xbox Live. It doesn't work anymore. I'm like, Dad, what happened? You haven't, you know, I don't know what's wrong with your credit card. He goes, oh, that credit card's been uh, um, uh, out of my name for four years. So for four years, somebody somewhere was getting charged for Xbox Live, and it wasn't <laughs> my dad. So I just got Xbox Live for years for free. And he's like, oh, I haven't had this in so long. I'm like, well, I don't know, man, but here it is. It, it was that That's was pretty awesome. cool. I, I sometimes the early internet of like being able to get subscriptions and things you can buy and it just never like triggering right away is really yeah. nostalgic. Because like now you buy something, it's immediately out of your bank, and sometimes they're like, sometimes they'll come out of your credit card, sometimes it won't. Is it right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. it was always so weird. It was oh man, that shit was that shit was God, how about I remember my mom doing this like every week or whatever, but she'd sit down at the like a TV tray or whatever, and she would balance her checkbook. Oh, my mom still semi does that sometimes. I make fun of her. Really? Mom. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's very rare. My mom wrote a check like three weeks ago. I was like, Oh huh? no! What? And she's like, Yeah, I wrote it for. I think she wrote it for like a bill or something. I was like, Oh, what? okay. It's like a bill. That's I, I. I was waiting for you to be like, Yeah, she no. went to Walmart and just wrote it. Yeah, Walmart just handed the motherfucker a check. No, I think it was like some bill or something. I was like, Okay. What? I actually have four checks right here in my house. Yeah, uh, I mean, six yeah, of some them. people. Six. Six of them. Some people still write checks for bills. Yeah. So I don't think it's maybe that I have to pay a lawyer. Um, maybe I don't. But we already talked about that. Um, but you yeah, know, just, when uh, just, just everything is online now so like there's no reason to balance checkbooks anymore <laughs> when uh when i was still working uh, in office uh f- for my job uh whenever a patient would you know go to pay their copay and they would whip out their checkbook in my head i'm like come on like this is you're just if there's someone behind them I, and i would always want to be like come on you're holding the people up behind you like it's it's the process would take for fucking ever yep um so you know what's funny is that i i have only uh, i have only written one check in my life okay so there was uh after uh, me and trisha moved in here um uh to the house that that we're in right now so uh trisha had uh, she had two checks and it was something from I don't know something from when she signed up with her with her bank. Uh, they gave her like a like some some checks, um, and so she used a check um, when we uh, to put a down payment on on the kitchen that we got. So then, uh, so then she had one check left over. When we moved in here, we need we had a locksmith come over to change the locks, and so when he was done, he was like, "Hey, you know, this is how much the job was," and so I I think to myself, "Oh shit, I forgot to get." And uh, and the guy goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I I can pay with card, but I gotta take your card. I gotta go out in my truck, and I gotta, you know, I gotta put all the information. And I'm like, that sounds shitty as fuck. Um, so I I think I go in my head, I saw that check. So I wrote this guy a check for eighty bucks. And but first I asked him, and I go, do you guys take checks? And he go, and he gives me this look, and he goes, yeah, I guess. And then and then I go, <laughs> and then I seriously go. I seriously go, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I apologize sorry. for giving I'm you sorry I'm doing this to you. Because but... as somebody who has had to go through the inconvenient uh, uh, process of taking 
accepting a check from somebody i was like this guy like hey man i realize like i'm being inconvenient to you but this is how i'm paying i'm giving you a check <laughs> yeah that, that's funny so, um, so they should do that at like grocery stores like if you pay for a check you must go over to intercom and say like i'm sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, yeah. I think I think what they should do is they should have some kind of they should put like a special light on, and they should have someone scream, go check, oh, or like you know check please, and someone has to come up and actually process the check. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man, um, I don't know how much more time we got. Um, uh, how how close are we to limit, Alex? We're almost there, but we we, we can talk for a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not much more I can think of. Uh, yeah, I, the, the only other uh, thing I can I really want to touch on is uh, uh, Alex. You remember back in the early aughts, there's this fad of people using walkie talkies that they got through their cell phone carriers. Oh, you mean like Nextel? Because my first cell phone was a fucking fat <laughs> yellow oh, bumblebee oh, yeah. Nextel. Yeah. Yep. And Come so I, where are you? Down the street. Bye. So I, I remember uh, Adrian and I, we never had them, but I had this, these memories of my parents, you know, using them and they would be like, you know, like, for example, my dad might, my mom might be home. My dad might be out coming home from work and my mom will be like, you know, she'd be like, you know, Hey Doug. And then like 30 seconds later, it'd be a reply of, yeah, what's up? And then, well, like, no, know, it wasn't. It it wasn't that. Remember, it had that. Um, it had that that noise. You'd hit the button, and then chirp. the other one would make like a, a little chirp also. So if yeah, they heard that, yeah, yeah. So you'd hear the chirp, and then you could start talking. Well, to each well, other, yeah, you know? well, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. That's the chirp would happen first. But it was almost like, and I've actually seen someone describe it as it was just verbal texting. Yeah, that's that's Pretty all much, it yeah. was. Yeah, it, it was just ways to get around uh, because they had like a five mile radius on these things or whatever. Um, and it was just ways to get around uh, so you wouldn't necessarily have to pay for uh, like phone calls or whatever. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, oh, God, that's... think think about that real quick. Paying for text messages. Because, remember when text yeah. messages first came out? Text messages were like 10 cents a piece or whatever. I remember being over at uh, my parents' friend's house because my parents were over there like playing cards or whatever. And they all had got these phones and they were like around the card table just like texting each other back and forth because it was new. Not realizing that these things fucking cost money every time they hit send. <laughs> and they like got a big bill. Like being like, hey, you sent all the and they're like, what the fuck? They're like, oh my God, these things cost 10 cents a piece or something like that. I remember that, <laughs> but yeah, it's just fucking funny. I also remember, how about like ringtones, like on your oh phone? Oh my god! You, like, fucking buy ringtones for like fucking buying uh, the ringtones, or or like having a program putting your phone on into your not into your computer, hugging your phone to the computer, yeah, downloading yep. the making a ringtone. Um, you know what I used to do? Two things I used to do. One, up until about 2014, I was still downloading albums all kinds of albums from like sure. the random fucking blog website that people would buy cds and upload them and that's just how i got my music i used to have so much music doing that and i used to burn so many fucking dvds i did it as a hobby it was so much the things i would do 
That's how I watched Revenge of the Sith for like the first time. My uncle got it illegally. He gave me a copy of a burned DVD of Revenge of the Sith. That's how I watched right. it for the first time. And then I made my own copy. And I had I that is somewhere at my mom's house still. And it's still because then then what I would have to do is I would have to go find the fucking art the um the the I would buy blank DVD cases and I would have to go burn the covers or I'd have to go print off the covers of the DVD cases and put them in. And I just had a collection of these. <laughs> I'm going to go find those. They're probably yeah. ruined, but I know I still have at least a couple. That's funny. I actually sold some of those at a fucking garage sale and people bought them as real fucking wow. DVDs. Yeah, dude. So much fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. had all the Fast Furiouses. I had everything, dude. That shit was cool. Yeah. I remember having getting my cell phone and my parents making me promise do not buy any ringtone <laughs> like don't spend any money and then being at a friend's house one time and there's this kid that i get along with and we were like playing football or whatever and while i was playing he went and grabbed my cell phone like up on a deck or whatever and bought a bunch of ringtones oh that's so shitty oh i know and i remember my parents getting so pissed off at me about God, about that so, sh- so <laughs> Uh, yes. Alex, do you remember um, when we were in, I, I believe it was, our, it was our junior year in high school, when we were in criminal justice, there's a day, I want I want to say it was like before Christmas, but there's like a day where we had nothing going on. Was and it when so, we brought in our, our Xboxes? Well, no, that's that's a different that day. Cool. And, and that, oh, that is like, that was uh, cool. yeah, but there's, uh, we watched, uh, uh, we watched Batman, uh, uh, the dark knight rises oh no uh, dark knight the the one with the with the joker so uh i I had so i had brought in because uh at the time our mom she had known somebody who was an extra in in the courtroom scene and so they got an advanced copy of the the dark knight and this was like i want to say it was several weeks before it came out on dvd so what this what this what this friend of our mom's did was she burned a bunch of DVDs and then she gave it to people as she know like hey here's a free advanced copy of uh, Dark Knight probably something that she definitely should not have done uh, so I remember taking this burned DVD into uh, to criminal justice class and I go up and it was like free day and then I asked Mr. Williams I'm like hey Mr. Williams would you be interested in watching a movie today hey can I put this uh, illegal copy and and he movie? goes you're uh, not a cop and, right. Hey, and yeah, and he goes, uh, he, he goes, he goes, what movie? And then I, I told him like, uh, Batman Dark Knight. And he goes, that's not out yet. And I go, well, I may have procured a, uh, a copy. And then he goes, uh, he goes, go ahead and put it in. I don't want to know how you got it. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we watch, uh, we watched the Dark Knight in the class. Yeah. I honestly do not remember that. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, just you know the way. I mean, we already we talked about uh, VHS tapes, and uh, but I mean, DVDs are something that you know. Even though, are you guys still surprised that DVDs are sold to this day? No, no, no they're not. easy. I'll be more surprised with yeah. I'll be more surprised when they're gone. Actually, yeah, because it's one of those things where um, we we have had DVDs now for longer since since uh since we had vhs tapes because uh dvds came out in they first started coming out i want to say in like 1999 or 2000 they really first started coming out but vhs tapes 
um now they had different versions they had older technology versions of like vhs tapes but the vhs the vhs tape that we grew up with that didn't really come into like the like the i want to say like early 80s so we it's been like it's been like probably like 23 24 years since we've had dvds and it's still it's still a a a medium that people are still using but like I guess I guess I still am kind of surprised because like I guess I I guess I I I guess I thought that Blu-ray, you know, would eventually kind of take it over and then you'd only see Blu-rays being sold. But I mean I guess, you know, a lot of people they still have their DVD players and they still mm-hmm. buy DVDs. I mean, hell, I mean there's still there's still some people who are using their PS3s and uh, Xbox 360s to like watch Netflix and stuff on. Yep. Yeah, and, like the problem is that like some movies just aren't on streaming services, and uh, some people just like the physical mediums. And if I had enough room, I'd probably start. A, I had a Blu-ray collection, but I think you know, door that part. Um, but yeah, it'd be sometimes it is cool to think about like, man, Blu-rays are pretty cool. And there's a lot of movies I can't find anywhere that I can just find on a, on a disc if I really wanted to. Yeah, um, I mean, I have a in my living room. I have a like a a DVD shelf, and I bet I have like about forty movies in four K. Um, guess how often I watch those movies? Never. <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> Alex, I don't. I don't know if you know Liz. I don't know Andrew does, but uh, Trisha has a DVD collection, and she has her collection. She has just over five hundred DVDs. <laughs> that's why and, that's why they had to go buy a house because they're like you need more than fucking dvds um josh has, and, josh has a book collection she has a dvd collection yep. and what's uh what, what's funny is that you know she's even asked me she's like what can i do with these and i'm like other than like other than like giving them away for free like i don't know who's gonna donate buy them to goodwill that is like i was to have a fucking garage sale it's some old person yep. but um, but I mean that's that's one of the reasons that why we're getting uh, getting these custom shelves put in because we're just gonna we're just gonna put them on shelves. So I they have nowhere so they have nowhere to put their DVDs, so they're spending like twenty five hundred dollars just to build shelves and put them. <laughs> well, How do you even put anywhere? Where did it shelves? Uh, honestly, it's more it's more for my games and books, but I mean yeah, the DVDs yeah, are gonna go on there. God, that's so um, funny. Yeah. Do you think that when you get these shelves put up, that she's just gonna start coming home with more DVDs every day? I hope. No, because she's she's told me that uh, if if she buys any movies in the future, she's only gonna buy Blu-ray because she mm-hmm. we do have I want to say we probably have around fifty movies on Blu-ray, and so she's like, you know, if I buy any movies, it'll be it'll it'll be Blu-ray. So mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I don't have a. I don't think there's much else I can think of to, to talk yeah, about. But you know what's crazy is that people who are grow- like growing up now, uh, or who grew up in like let's say, let's say they're born in like let's say like 2015 or something, in 20 years they're gonna be talking about technology they grew up with and it's gonna be completely different than what you know oh, yeah. what they have then. Yep. But and you know, uh, I'll I'll end it off with this. Uh, sometimes I I'm always amazed when I'm working, and I look at I I see like a patient's information, and I look at their date of birth, and I and I go, oh, they're born in 2003. Well, then they're they're a minor then. 
nope. Because then I go and I go, oh, right, they're they're twenty years old now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just it just yeah. makes me feel old. It really yeah. does. It really does. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, we're about to hit that limit, boys. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to say before we get out of here? Take it to the mm. limit. Uh, yeah, to the limit. There we go. Andrew, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, I don't got much else to talk about. Uh, so. No, I got nothing else either. So uh, we got nothing else, boys. I will talk to you later. All right, yep, later. Later. Peace. Peace.